This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes. And if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it. Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Chris Shipley at Like Father, Like Daughter. Uh, we are uh, here. This is episode uh, 10, I guess. I don't know. Somehow we've done this 10 times. So that's not too bad, right? <laughs> um, we are going to do a special uh, little episode tonight because uh, we're, um, we've got a family member that, uh, that is uh, going through uh, a battle and uh, we wanted to uh, bring them on and, and show some support. But before we do that, uh, Caitlin, we'll start with our first segment, which is always uh, what's the best thing that's happened to us since we, uh, we last had an episode. Again, that's in honor of mom who encourages us to, uh, to be um, positive. So I, of course, will not mention the fact that I just hung a TV in the garage and I accidentally bumped it and spider webbed the TV and now it doesn't work. So I'm not going to talk about that. So you, you wait, <laughs> we're going to have to come back to that. Okay. So the TV that I bought from Cortland. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hung uh, in the garage today. And at some point when I did that, I must have banged it too hard. And there's a big old crack in the screen now and it won't come on. So, uh, Spend an hour in the heat mounting this TV and now it doesn't work. But again, we're being positive. So what's the best thing yeah. that's happened to us since the last episode? Well, I think the most obvious answer is uh, back in the Jack yesterday. First that's home right. game. We beat you and I. I don't think we ever did that while I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> Not by 21 so, points, that's for sure. No, no. So it was, uh, it was really neat to see um, the team play and try to learn some of the new player names and Walker got to come. So it was yeah. super fun. At our first tailgate yesterday. So that was fun. 95 degree heat, not necessarily so fun. Uh, got to see aunt Julie. So hung out with her and then Tim, Tim has his new job so he can actually go tailgate. Tim and Sarah were able to go tailgate. So it was a win all around. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, nobody tuned in tonight to watch us. So that's fine. So, uh, <laughs> We're going to go ahead and bring on uh, my cousin. Uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, we had uh, Scott on, Scott Sheehan, who is my cousin, my Aunt Joyce's son. Um, so Scott had reached out to me and my cousin Debbie to see if that we'd bring on uh, Scott's brother, Pat, who is the older and better looking Sheehan, from what I've been told. So, uh, Pat, welcome and thank you for coming on Like Father, Like Daughter. Uh, how's it going? Good. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, so Scott reached out to me um, because you uh, are having uh, some medical uh, issues. Uh, so why don't we just why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, uh, why you're the better Sheehan than Scott is, <laughs> and uh, and a little bit about uh, what's been going on. Oh well, uh, uh, I'm a. Uh, my name's Pat, and I'm I'm Scott's older one of Scott's older brothers. We have an, oh, another older brother, Shane, but uh, 
we, uh, I, I spent some time in the Marine Corps and then I spent the, the rest of my adult life as a uh, building maintenance technician. I took care of buildings pretty much my whole adult life. And, uh, and I was able to do that for a little over 40 years. Did a, got pretty good at it after a while. They, they started paying me better after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, uh, I've, I've always had a knack for figuring out mechanical things and, and making them work. And as long as I knew what it was supposed to do, I could make it do that. Sure. Even if I had to make pieces to make it work. So came that, in handy. That's the kind of stuff that, that kind of blows me away sometimes. Cause I'm the guy, I'm the kind of guy that needs strict instructions and, and, thinking outside the path sometimes when it doesn't work i get a little frustrated and i'm able to figure it out so i always admire people that can like you know macgyver that thing to be able to work you know where the end point is and you can figure out different ways to get there yeah that's that's what you do you just aim for okay it's supposed to do this i just need to make it do that right now <laughs> <laughs> i think that's i think that's a, a trait in the shipley's anyways oh just overall so um so what, uh, let, let me ask you a little bit about you, your time in the Marine Corps before we get too deep in, in, into the other stuff. What, uh, when did you join that and, and where did you serve at? Uh, I, I, I lived in Omaha at the time that I, that I joined and then they sent me to San Diego, you know, all expenses paid trip to San Diego is pretty <laughs> sweet. I got off the plane. <laughs> it went south real fast after that. <laughs> yeah boot camp was what i thought it would be and uh, disgusting and then uh i spent most of my time in uh in okinawa i, I was there for almost three years um, i kept extending until they wouldn't let me extend anymore yeah and uh and beautiful place i can't I, I mean of all the places on the planet that i've been that was probably one of the one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It was just fantastic. The weather was always nice. We had a couple of hurricane or typhoons, they call them, but it was, uh, we had a couple of those, but uh, even that was polite. Yeah. Uh, Okinawa, so when, when, when were you there? About what, what years? Uh, I, was in, uh, I was in Okinawa from 84 to 86. Okay. Uh, was there about two and a half years okay so mid 80s uh, yeah it was yeah it was it was beautiful yeah i'll bet and yeah that fun. sounds amazing yeah <laughs> so then uh how long have you been married uh i am i've been married to my current wife for i believe it's seven years now we've been yeah. together for 10 but yeah and, uh, so where did you guys dogs. meet six dogs uh yeah, <laughs> that seems that seems crazy. Well, when we met, I had three and she had three, and neither one of us were giving up a dog. So yeah, blended. Up, we, yeah, when we decided <laughs> to cohabitate, the dog in the Brady Bunch, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but we don't. We we only have one of the original six left now because they've yeah you know, they've passed away. But people keep dropping dogs off at our house because they know we won't say no. So. <laughs> I, uh, well, if Bubba I, barks I, during this episode, I'll bring him up to you. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I've been trying to tell Dad that I want a dog. 
like, I think I need a dog, but, um, I just, I, I don't have time in the morning and like to take care of a puppy right now. Like I don't have the ability to come home during the day. So I said, dad, why don't you run like a, a daddy daycare for dogs and it can be Bubba and my new puppy. I don't think he's thrilled on the idea, but I think I can get him there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have a job. I don't have a full-time job that takes precedent of that. I, I know, but some more company, you know? <laughs> okay. So Pat, <laughs> Uh, let's kind of dive in if you're comfortable with it. Let's dive into, to what's been going on. <clears throat> the, I don't know how to pronounce it. I apologize. What's the, uh, the blood disorder that you have? Uh, I have multiple myeloma, which is a, okay. it's, which is a, a cancer. It's a, it's, okay. it's in the bone marrow. Okay. And it, uh, it affects your body's ability to manufacture, uh, uh, white blood cells and, and proteins and it it makes crooked proteins is what it does okay and they don't mesh together the way they're supposed to and i also have al amyloidosis that's and that's al amyloidosis yeah. yeah that is a that is the more dangerous of the two okay mostly because in this instance it is affecting my heart most of most mostly it affects your organs and your tendons and ligaments and and your immune system, but it's beating up my heart pretty good. Okay. And I, I have to take a massive amount of pills in order to keep the heart pumping at the rhythm it's supposed to, and, and, and on time the way it's supposed to. It's, it, it's a serious regimen. You, you have to just deal with it. So alternative <clears throat> kind of ugly. So. Sure. Um, so from my experience, I, when I was diagnosed in 2017 with esophageal cancer, I, it was only diagnosed because I happened to be uh, passing out. And then they found that I had a tumor in my esophagus. So how did they, what triggered that you were able to find this? Or was there an instance that something happened that you went to the doctor and they did some tests? How did they, how did they find out or find what you had? Well, I, uh, uh, in October of last year, I, um, uh, uh, I went to the hospital because I was having some chest pain and some things, uh, you know, couldn't breathe. And uh, so I went to the hospital. I was in the hospital for four days and they were checking it out. They said I'd had a, a some type of cardiac event. They weren't quite sure what it was because it didn't show up on an EKG. But the, the I had some elevated levels in my blood that let them know that there was a cardiac event and something had occurred. Uh, and so they they got that square away and they, they they gave me some medication to control the 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 way the heart works to try and keep it in rhythm and uh and they and they sent me home and uh, i went back to work after a few days and i worked for i think three days and it happened again and uh, i ended up back in the hospital again and that second time they discovered that uh i had some i had some organ function issues my my kidneys were leaking protein my uh my liver uh function tests were really high and uh and some of the other blood tests that they took uh, just for my organs in general were just really out of whack they were way off so they sent in a, a nephrologist a, a kidney doctor and uh he's the one that caught what was happening because he had seen it before somewhere else it's it's really sure. rare but he had seen it before in another patient 
So he did some specialized tests to test for this specific thing. And sure enough, that's it came back that I that I had this AL amyloidosis. So then wow. things moved pretty fast after that. They they were pretty quick at getting uh, and I cannot I can't say enough good things about the VA system and the way that it works in Omaha. I don't know how it works anywhere else in the world. Right. But in Omaha, these folks pay attention and they do they do care about what happens to you. So I've had nothing but positive experiences there. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's, go ahead, Kayla. I, I was just saying that's really amazing because um, it's just nice to hear such positivity about those um, systems that are in place and that it's working in some places and that it's it's just really nice to hear a positive story like that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, yeah, these guys caught it. And I, I don't know that, that uh, you know, I, I had the same doctor for probably 30 years before that, before I started attending the VA. And uh, I don't know, you know, not that he wasn't a fantastic doctor, doctor, but he was a GP. And I don't think he'd have caught it. I mean, I'd have had to go up to sure. specialist after specialist after specialist before somebody figured it out. But this guy saw it, recognized it, and was just right on it and, and got me to the correct set of doctors to get you know there's a whole team of them there's, you know i can't right. remember all their names sure so I'm, I'm curious and again i i only asked some of these questions because i i i went through you know a similar you know finding out and having the insurer and things like that you know initial thoughts for me were you know I initially, I immediately thought of my wife and, and, and the kids and how they were going to handle things. Uh, because I think sometimes as men, we want to internalize and just toughen up and, and see if we can take care of it. What, how did, how did that initial conversation go, uh, with your wife and, 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 and what, how you guys were going to handle that? Yeah, well, I, uh, of course I, I assumed that, you know, we would just fix this and I would go back to work and everything would just right. be fine, you know? Sure. And, and they had to slow it down for me and explain it to me several times that there's no fix for it. There's no, you know, they can treat it. They can't fix it. They can't make it go away. It's not right. curable. So uh, there were, there, there was a lot of that. And, and of course, you know, my mind was still thinking, well, yeah, I can, I can still go do stuff. I can still, you know, I, and no, I couldn't. There was a, that first, it got it got really bad for a little while after December, which is the second time I went to the hospital. Uh, they, uh, I I had trouble walking more than 20, 25 feet. I couldn't because I'd run out of air. My you know my legs didn't want to work, and the the my heart was pumping so weird that it was putting fluid all over in weird places in my body. You know my abdomen, my lungs, my my legs, my calves, all the way up past my knees. It was hard to bend my knees. It was, uh, yeah, I, for my wife, God love her, spent all of, I think, January, February, and March uh, rolling my rolling me around in a wheelchair to get mm -hmm. from one appointment to the next. And some days I had five, six, seven appointments. I mean, it was, it, it wore on her. And I'm sure she is an absolute champ. I, yeah. I cannot stress enough how, how how much she has made this even bearable at all through through all of this 
yeah, that first few months was just horrifying. It was just, I couldn't do anything. I was useless. I mean, I, I, it was, a, I was sleeping um, most of the time, the times I could sleep. Of course, when you have a, when you have a heart problem like this and it fills your lung with, lungs with fluid all the time, it's hard to sleep for any extended period. I can't yeah. sleep eight hours. I'm sure. I, I can, sometimes I can sleep two hours, sometimes an hour and a half. Sometimes I can get four hours in. If I get four hours in, I'm feeling pretty good. Right. And then I got to yeah. be awake for a while. And then I lay back down and I can maybe sleep another couple hours. But, uh, but at one stretch, I can't get any more than four hours at a time because my lungs just fill up and I can't breathe. I have to sit up and clear all that out. It's just, it's just hard to deal with. So when they uh, when they found this, did is that when they also found the blood cancer, or did that come later later after the fact? Yes, because they did a whole battery of tests at once. Okay. This this doctor that suspected this also suspected that because uh, there's a certain percentage of people that that have AL amyloidosis that also have multiple myeloma, so he okay. wanted to check for that at the same time, which he did. But then I had to see an oncologist to verify it because, you know, everything has to be verified. Oh, yeah. Trust, but verify. Right. Well, uh, I went to see the oncologist and they had to take this corkscrew and shove it into my hip and pull out a chunk of bone and then Ooh. go look at it under a microscope or something. And that's how they determined that I had the multiple myeloma was from that. that uh, they call it a bone marrow sample. Okay. And, uh, that, that, was a, that was a pretty hilarious experience. Him, you know, yeah, ninety-eight pound doctor trying to shove a corkscrew into my hip, trying to get a <laughs> got one foot on the bed and he's shoving and right. Pushing oh and man, it, it yeah. was funny. I wish I had filmed it, but you know, I listen. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta take the humor uh, when you can get it. I, I remember they they gave me a PET scan after they had found the initial cancer to check to see if it was anywhere else. And they wheeled me into this room that was lead, that had lead walls and whatever. And my wife and sister-in-law couldn't even be in the room with me. And they had shot me full of this stuff. And they had to lower the lights and my family couldn't be in the room with me. And I thought, I, why am I allowed to be in here then? Like, you guys are, <laughs> like, if it's that bad that somebody can't sit in the room with me, you just shot me full of this whole, all, all this shit. Like, that doesn't seem like that's such a great idea. You know, so you just you kind of take the humor as you can. So, yeah, and then they go behind that little shield, right? Before they yeah. start turning the machine on for you, right? Like <laughs> that's like, like that's going to do you any good, right? Like that's going to do any good. I was a little flabbergasted when they turned the lights down. I was like, really, the fluorescent lights are going to make it worse? <laughs> so I was like, that's a little ridiculous. But, um. I think what we're going to do here, Pat, is I'm going to take a quick break uh, and then I'm going to have Debbie come on um, and uh, we will uh, talk about your benefit, uh, how things are setting up for that, how people can help and we can go from there. That work for you? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to actually going to uh, just get a quick word from Revelton Distilling Company. If you guys are in uh, the Omaha area or central Iowa and you want a good whiskey uh, or spirit, uh, check out uh, our friend Rob and Christy Taylor at Revelton Distilling Company. Uh, they have some amazing products and and, and stuff like that. So uh, we'll be right back uh, and then we should have uh, Debbie on. 
At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. Okay, uh, we're back, and Debbie is not responding to my message, even though I told her that it would be about this time. So, Debbie, you're on my list right now. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's at least talk a little bit about uh, the benefit. Well, let's talk about this. If you're okay with it, Pat, you're obviously not working. Um, your wonderful wife right. is, is is you know, taking care of you and so on. What are some of the hardships here that, that are going on uh, that, that you that you that you you're dealing with right now if you're comfortable with talking about it sure um it, it was just a, a you know it was a long set of circumstances that occurred i mean when this started i had a, I had a full-time job that i loved i loved what i did and uh i'd been doing it for a very long time and uh i i i got I was told straight up, there's no way I could continue to work doing the things that I did because part of part of my job was carrying tools and equipment. I could carry as much as, you know, 150 pounds of stuff up three flights of stairs to go make a repair. I was just physically incapable of doing that anymore. There, I just sure. could not do the job anymore. And uh, so I, I, I went through all the hoops of, uh, of filling out all the paperwork for disability income and things like that, which did not make me comfortable at all. Uh, I've worked my whole life and uh, that there I am. I, when, I, when I got it filled out, they told me that I would have I would qualify for this. This, this condition is an automatic qualifier. Well, so I, I thought uh, well, okay, I, I, I don't want it. I think almost six months to get this going and get an okay and, a, and an approval from from um, Social Security Administration for for uh, disability income, and then they let you know at the end after you've jumped through all these hoops that no, oh, by the way, we don't pay you for the first five months that you're disabled. So for, for that first five months, you got nothing, and they said okay. And we're going to start your your uh, disability in June. You'll be eligible as of June, but we don't pay you until July. And because of your last name and your initial, we don't pay you till the last Wednesday of July. That's, so that's I ended up going eight months with absolutely no paychecks, none whatsoever. That's crazy. And uh, and we just lost everything. I mean, we you know we. we we have we live in our we live in our fifth wheel with our six dogs which is fantastic because they they love it because it's all snugly and comfortable but uh and 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 my uh my in-laws have allowed us to park it on their property and use their electricity we pay them for the electricity 
but uh, the 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 bills just kept coming, and of course there were medical sure. bills, and and uh, and it took a while to get any any assistance to help pay the medical bills, but there were bills that came in before that that I owed for, and uh, and pay, I mean, at any rate, our savings is all wiped out. Our you know all all of our um, and and we owe. I can't tell you how much we owe family and friends for getting us through this. It, it, there was no way we would have made it through all this without the support of family and friends and the, just the incredible people that are surrounding us. It's just, I, I'm amazed at the outpouring of support from people, not just, not just financial support, but the, the, the emotional and mental support that people have offered has been just instrumental because you do get, you do get depressed. You do get down on yourself. You look at it like it's a, just this huge hole in your life that you you have no idea what you're going to do with, and and it's sure. still there's a lot of opportunity, but but it's uh, it's a lot better knowing that there are people standing there by your side. Well, and that's that's kind of the beauty of this this family. I, I know Debbie has done benefits for a few other family members, and and Debbie's you know done an amazing job on those. So. Um, Debbie, thanks for hopping on, uh, with us. Uh, I appreciate you taking your, your Sunday evening. So I thought you said you were going to do your hair. Uh, Chris, I knew you were going to say that. I did do my hair. Thank you very much. Oh my God. It's aunt Lana. I swear to God. It's, it's, the you voice know, is aunt Lana. Uh, I just got, you know, I just got I transported just, back to 1987. It's my turn. I was going to say, uh, dad always said that all his cousins were mean to him. He said, I was always the one who got picked on growing up. And what does he do? First thing he says, payback. He has to say something about your hair. That's right. That's because I was I'm just starting, getting it. I'm starting to think those stories he told me weren't true. I always thought of Chris as a little annoying brother. See? I just got my shot yes. in first. That's all. That's all. Because I, I was the youngest in my family and he got on my nerves. <laughs> I'm, I have no idea. Yeah, it's like it's, me and Travis. No. <laughs> and you guys, uh, Missy and Harry are here with me and Aunt Maggie. Awesome. Just kind of joined and they came over for dinner. So, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, actually, uh, Melissa is on my list to have on here because I said, as I told Scott once on the last episode that we had Scott on, uh, I always felt like I missed out on. Uh, a lot of the Omaha family, um, for whatever reason, uh, we just weren't around. So when I hear stories about Aunt Maggie's pizza parties on Friday nights, oh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super sad that I missed that. And so it's a chance for Caitlin to get to know her family in Omaha. This is why we kind of do this podcast. Uh, it's really just for us. We don't. We could care less if anybody listens, which is lucky because nobody really gives a shit what I have to say. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna jump in, Chris. Just real quick, um, you know, the main reason we're doing this is because, yes, Pat needs help. And that is what family is about. Right. You know, um, I might I might get a little emotional, and I always do. Um, but it's, I want to just say real quick, we are doing this benefit, and it's a free will donation. Okay? So there's no set price. Um, if you can't afford, you know, to pay to eat, come, let's show Pat, let's, let's show up in numbers, right? The numbers come, 
the funds are going to come. Yep. And we're starting out with nothing. We can only go up. Right. And I would like this to be huge for Pat. Um, but, you know, I also want him to know how much he is cared for. Right. So. No, I, I 100% agree. Uh, when Scott reached out to me, uh, I was immediately like, yes, let's 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 get everybody on. Let's talk about it. Because I, I out of anybody, know what it's like to, to have uh, a scary time and not know what I'm going to do and how things are going to get paid for and whatever. And sometimes, sometimes as much as you want to, you want to rely on that God will take care of it. God's not paying the bills either. So, I mean, you got to figure out a way to do it. So what, um, let's talk about the logistics of, of the benefit. When is it? Mm -hmm. I've got it scrolling down here at the bottom. Um, but let's, let's talk about when is it? And, you know, the mile away barn girl, I'm, I'm always blown away by these, by these, these places that are open to to having them uh, and, and doing those things too. So let's give those guys a little bit of love too. Oh yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, it's a big a big place, so we can get more people in. Um, I'm really you know screaming out, especially to our family, make a basket. You know, um, ask where you work. Every little bit. I don't care if it's a five dollar gift card. Yep. Every little bit helps. Yeah. So don't think that, oh, I only have this or, hey, if you have a small business, we'll get your name out there. We'll mention you. Right. You can throw your cards on the table. Get your name out there. I know a lot of people that have little small businesses, crafts, whatever. We'll take it. Yep. You got it. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know what I'm going to do, Debbie, is I've got a lot of online contacts that I've used over the time uh when i did an, uh, when i was in charge of a night's fundraiser you'd be amazed at what you can get uh for a donation uh just by filling out an email form and, and what it's about so mm -hmm. uh, i'll be working on that this week and i'll have that stuff sent to you uh and uh i've got a few other ideas of what we can do as well uh to maybe help you but to your point the free will donation is the best way to do it and i know that there, i've went to some of these benefits before and they've priced stuff so high you're like i can't even I can't even afford to, to do stuff like that. Right. So, you know, even if you get a bunch of gift cards of 25, $20 gift cards, and then you sell dollar raffle tickets to win those. That's, right. You know, you can, you can, you can raise a lot of money. And I have like a that. game, so. um, not a game really, but I have a way of um, even a t-shirt. I can, I can make that, I can make that worth $50. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, there's ways. So anything, I, I can't stress that enough. Right. The more the better. And the free will donation, I at first I was like, hmm, I've never done one like that. But then I got to thinking, and people give what they can give. They do. Yep. And I I want that expectation to be that come, you know, just come right. and support him because you know, money is gonna help him a lot, but so is just us being there. Right. Pat, what's what's it like to hear? What's what's it like to hear people say things like that about you? It's just the the um, <clears throat> we we've always been pretty pretty tight unit. I mean, our our family has, and, uh, mm -hmm. and and everybody does kind of look out for each other, and and I I so appreciate that. Is you know at this time, but I've always appreciated that. 
I've always appreciated being a part of it. I was always appreciated lending my support to other folks in the family that needed help. That's just, I, I think that's fantastic that that's the way we are. Uh, I wouldn't want to change that for anything. You know, you know we all got our work, but, but we are we are generally incredibly supportive to one another. And I think we always have, I mean, even when we were kids, you know, we'd smack, you know, slash at each other all the time over stuff, you know, hacking at each other, but we still, nobody else could, nobody else could hack at us. That was, that wasn't allowed. Right. Got a couple comments here. Stephanie says, uh, the owners of the mile way are our family too. It's my cousin, Jesse on my mom's side, family strong. That's super great. Yeah. Uh, and Scott, Charles Garcia, thanks for letting us use the bar. So it must be Charles Garcia that has the bar. Um, that's super great. Uh, Jackie says she will make a basket, uh, but won't be able to bring it till that day. And 100 percent. Everyone was there to help with Rudy 100 uh, percent when Rudy had his accident. So this family does come together. Uh, I, I always said um, people would always ask me uh, in 2017 when I got diagnosed um, and, you know, mine was esophageal cancer i you know i went through chemo and radiation and then surgery and then recovery um and people always ask me um would always say man that must have been a really rough year for you that must have been really rough and i i always tell people i consider it the best year i've ever had because i learned how blessed i was by having the family that that and my friends that supported me and helped me out and and i learned how much I meant to people and people meant to me and how precious things were. So um, you can look for blessings and things like that all the time. I know some people don't look at it that way, but that's just how I kind of have come to, to, to do things. And, and another reason why I, I, I go out of my way to help when we do these things too. So, um, but yeah, uh, what else what else do you need for this debbie i know you need you need people but you need baskets what what are some other things that you're planning on doing um anything i have some leads on um some of the food i think we we're going to get that covered um but anything like i said anything is great also spread the word guys post it on your facebook that takes two seconds right um the event page is there we're going to keep updating it as we get things in yep um, We've gotten quite a few things already. I can't think of them all off the top of my head. Sure. But go to that page. We'll keep that page updated. You have any ideas, you can shoot them at me, Scott, anybody in the family, um, Paula, Missy, anybody. Um, Pat, you know, just let us know. And, you know, anything, anything helps. And I, you know, and I know that it'll be great. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, uh, do you happen to have a Venmo account or anything set up? That now that is that something um, that Pat and they can, they can put theirs on there if they want to. Okay. I know Scott had talked about maybe one um, for the event itself. I don't know where sure. we're at with that, um, but we're still really in the early stages. Right. Uh, so, I'm only asking because if you can get me that I can create a code for it and then we can advertise it on our podcast on our video podcast as Perfect. A, and uh, we'll just have that stream down here at the bottom. And if people want to give uh, that are listeners yep. or whatever, and we'll do some shout outs and we'll, we'll do what we can uh -huh. here uh, uh, on three beards media. And then of course uh, I've uh, I've got some, some stuff that I've got set up too, that I'm going to send some baskets and some other stuff. So 
Um, but November 4th, uh, I unfortunately can't make it because I have an Iowa State-Kansas game. Uh, but depending on the on the game time, uh, I, I might be able to make a trek over there um, before or after. So we'll see what happens. But um, And, you know, my sister D, obviously what you put out in the world most definitely comes back to you tenfold. So, um, and Scott plans on looking into it more after the holidays. So uh, that'd be great if you guys pass that on. We can get that advertised and put out as well. Yeah, we'll so. we'll update that page as often as we we can to keep everybody in the know. Okay. And then, like I said, you guys all know how to get a hold of me. If somebody has a question, shoot them my number or my email. You know. Yep. Pat, how uh, how are you feeling right now? How are things going uh, physically right now for you? Uh, I think I just, I just uh, uh, last Thursday I just uh, had my last visit with the oncologist, and uh, I, I've moved into a phase where the the, uh, the 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 blood numbers aren't changing anymore. Like they okay. were improving, improving, improving. They're not changing. They've plateaued, so they're still not in the normal range. They're still I'm still outside of you know what would be considered, you know, normal, but it's, it, uh, they've decided to go to a maintenance phase for the chemotherapy and do it once a month instead of once a week. Okay. Because they don't want to overuse it and then have it not work when they need it to work. Sure. So, and, but if things starts to regress, then they, they can always go back to the once a week, uh, to keep it back under control, but they don't want to lose the ability to do that. So they're, they're, they're doing this once a month, just, uh, to maintain it where it's at so I don't lose ground because I, I can't really gain ground because it's not, you know, the, the damage to the heart is the damage that's already occurred. There isn't anything they can do to fix it so they can just keep it from happening further and faster. So right. that's kind of what they're aiming for. And, and it, it makes you, it makes you tired. It was a lot easier this week, not having to have the chemo treatment that I've had every week for the last, you know, five months it, and you know my legs didn't puff up this weekend my you know i i was able to stay awake for a while i didn't uh i didn't uh I, the, they also give you steroids when you're when you're doing this and those steroids just make you balloon up i i can't i, I can't even describe how much pain that causes in your legs because it just makes them just so so large and it smashes your vessels in your legs and it just it just right. makes it really uncomfortable but the, but this weekend was actually kind of nice because I didn't have that. I didn't have the I didn't have the steroids. I didn't have the chemo. It, it, you know, it was, I had a decent couple days. It yeah, was, it was nice. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today, I guess. Well, that's good. Uh, Stephanie said we have multiple baskets already: free tattoo sessions, custom made signs, and Sensi baskets. Star Wars stuff, Minnesota Vikings baskets. You lost me there. Sorry. So much more than I can remember up for grabs for the benefits. So, um, and and that's that's super great. That's the key too. I think is they have just a variety of stuff and different ideas and things like that. So, um, Debbie, I said you, you you need baskets, whatever. What do you need day of help with? Uh, what can people help with that? We're, of course, we're going to need people. Yep. You know, anybody that wants to help, we will get put you to work. We promise. You won't be bored. We'll put you to work. We'll give you something to do. That that sounds. That, I mean, I, I've I've done work for Debbie before. It's 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 a lot of fun. 
Yeah, they'll be calling me little little Lana by the end of the night. They will. I can think of worse things than being called. Hey, I wear that, being called, that badge proudly. I'm trying being called little now. Melvin. That's that's, <laughs> that's not any fun. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna wrap up here, guys. Um, uh, and again, Stephanie, I got some crew from Tabor Manor Care Center coming to help too. So, and of course. Warthog power. I know, of course. I know. <laughs> if you know, you know. That 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 I blame that on Melvin too. And so. it was Melvin. He it was the instigator. Yeah. He was right. I that's why I used to grow up and be scared of Long and Joyce because they were so mean to him. But uh, <laughs> well, he was mean right back. He was. He was not very nice. You're right. Someday I'll talk about the story with the hammer and the clubhouse. Okay, well, then we'll have that. We'll save that for the next <laughs> Yeah. So uh, thank you guys uh, for coming on. Pat, uh, all my love and, and support. Um, I'll do what I can on my end here. And, and Three Beards Media will push uh, some of this stuff out. We'll throw it on our Facebook page. Uh, I also have some contacts, um, some businesses and so on that I'll see if I can get. Um, I'll see if I can get some, some, some baskets and stuff from them, too. Jackie gives you uh, her prayers. Um, so, Caitlin, do you have anything to, to finalize or add? No, just that um, I'm thinking of you, and uh, I will uh, talk with my dad after this to discuss some things that I can do to help as well. So um, you're in my prayers. And, Debbie, thank you so much for putting this together and everyone else who's helping. I was going to say, it's just so is, amazing. This I know is it's not definitely just a team effort. Oh it, yeah. It will not yeah. happen with just one person. No, we need everybody. And we I'm going to get out of here, but Pat, I love you. And we got you. Yep. And love just you. want to show everybody. This is the uh, flyer gives you a sloppy Joe lunch, free will donation uh, auction, 50, 50 bake sale, other donations at the, at the mile away uh, bar and grill. Um, on November 4th. So uh, we're going to close out of here, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody have a great night. Love you all too. Bye. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>